Hello everybody, my name's Darren and I write a blog called A Demon's Voice about movies and shit like that. You can find it at demonsvoice.blogspot.com and I'm also on Twitter at demonsvoice, of which you should definitely follow me because why the fuck not? How are you all? Hope you've had a good week. Mine's been shit as usual. Well, it's been a weird week of just like, it's just been full of innuendos that people don't seem to realise they're doing. I was on the train with my friend and we'd just seen someone on stage and my friend said, who did that person on stage look like? And I said it looked like Alan Cumming. My friend said it didn't look anything like Alan Cumming, and I said it looked exactly like Alan Cumming. My friend said, have you ever seen Alan Cumming before? And I said, yeah, I've seen Alan Cumming in loads of movies. It was at that point we realised that the person sat next to us on the train that we didn't know might not know that Alan Cumming is an actor. Uh, but I also saw my mum, whose partner goes out, or used to go out, well, he does go out running, even though he's just had a knee operation. And I said to mum, how come he can still run even though he's had a knee operation? And she said, oh, he's got a strap on. And I thought, well, how's a strap on going to help him? Is he getting someone to chase him with it? And then in work, someone said something that I literally have written down because it was, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. So it was basically, it was raining outside and they needed to leave the building. They wanted to go out. And they literally said, uh, is anyone going to come with me? Can I make anyone come? Oh, isn't anyone going to come? Oh, well, I guess I'll be getting wet alone then. So, apparently my life has turned into a carry-on movie recently. Anyway, I did also see uh, the film Knives Out this week, which was really good by Ryan Johnson with Daniel Craig and everyone else in the world that's in it. Uh, but I think anything that I say about that that happens after three minutes in counts as a spoiler. So, to summarise, go see Knives Out. But we're going to talk tonight, or today rather, about... Midnight Sun starring Patrick Schwarzenegger, which is on Netflix and came out a few years ago and is rubbish. So, you know, if you're... Given the choice of staying in and watching Netflix or going out and watching Knives Out, go and watch Knives Out. Anyway, sit back and enjoy. Cheers. We live in weird times in which it seems that quite a lot of movie icons are having children that look suspiciously like clones of them. Have you seen Danny DeVito's daughter Lucy? I know this doesn't make any sense, but imagine if Danny DeVito was an attractive young woman, and that's pretty much exactly what she looks like. If the internet ever went down and all I had for a power wank was the poster for Batman Returns, then thanks to having seen her, I reckon I could probably do it. Perhaps the most famous right now, though, is Scott Eastwood, who has spent most of his career being cast as various white boys with the word jock in their character description. He's okay, but if his father hadn't made history with a cowboy hat and a cracked scowl, then I'm not sure that young Scott would have even managed to crack the film industry as an out-of-focus extra in a low-budget porno. Although if he did, then I bet that porno would be called a fistful of cock. If somebody had told me that he was a cheap 1960s Clint Eastwood action figure that had been possessed by the soul of Paul Walker, then I'd probably believe them. But right now, I've just seen a film called Midnight Sun, which features Patrick Schwarzenegger, the clone son of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I was excited to see quite how far the apple had fallen from the old Austrian oak tree. I'm not entirely sure who Patrick Schwarzenegger's mother is, if you're interested, although at this point, I suspect that Arnie would probably have to fucking Google it too. Midnight Sun tells the story of a young girl with a rare disease that prevents her from leaving the house during daylight. Although, to clarify, it's not simply that she's a goth. When she said that she was hoping the cure would turn up to help her, I spent the first half of the movie assuming she meant the fucking band. If she does go out during the day, then we're told that the sun will turn her brain to mush, which would admittedly put her on the same intellectual level as Patrick Schwarzenegger's character. She doesn't initially know him, but instead spends her life watching him commute past her house like an idiot's remake of Rear Window. He also specifically always skateboards as he passes her because this film was clearly written by people whose only grasp of what cool is comes from the cartoons they watched in the fucking 90s. I should mention too that the girl lives with her father who has customised the house to prevent it from letting any light in. Although if you threw a few UV lights onto the lawn to prevent it from leaving at night time too, then you'd essentially have the kind of daughter that Joseph Fritzl might nickname Jackpot. Of course, she does venture out of the house at night time, where she finds a secluded spot at a quiet train station to sing and play her guitar out. It's a pretty similar setup to how Vanilla Ice has been performing since about 1995 I reckon. Yeah, take that Vanilla Ice. 
As fate would have it though, young Schwarzenegger turns up one night and begins to look at her the way his father begins to look at all of his various housemaids when he's about to go into heat. From here, the movie basically becomes a cliched young adult teen romance in which the writers appear to have stolen the sunlight thing from Twilight and then asked, but how can we make it even more boring? Although considering the colour of the sick girl's hair, I'm not sure that her death by sunlight situation is a medical condition as much as it might just be that she's a fucking ginger. I thought that the lead actress Bella Thorne was pretty standard and so I don't really have anything negative to say about her, although the lip syncing from her singing scenes was like watching a badly dubbed kung fu movie from the fucking 70s. However, Patrick Schwarzenegger was really what made this movie so memorable. His father has often found it difficult to deliver lines because English isn't his first language, but Patrick is fully American, and so I'm not entirely sure what his fucking excuse is. There are certain shots in which he looks so much like his father that it's as though they've used the Benjamin Button style the aging technique and then thinned him out a little. But it's worrying when an actual human suffers from that dead behind the eyes uncanny valley thing too. I actually think that Arnie has developed into a pretty okay actor over the years, but here his son delivers lines like a Terminator is being cast in a soap opera and is reading his lines phonetically after they've been sharpied onto his co-star's fucking head. After Patrick's first encounter with Bella at the train station, she panics with shyness and ends up running off without her treasured songbook. When realising this the next day, she asks a friend to go and collect it for her and I know what you're thinking. You think it will have been picked up by young Patrick, who will have used it to track her down like she's the mother of the future leader of the fucking resistance. Wrong. What actually happens is that the friend does go to the station only to find the young Schwarzenegger currently reading the book while still stood in the exact same place that we'd seen him in the night before. The fucker hasn't moved an inch in about 12 hours. What the fuck is going on with that? It's as though his attempt at reading had completely overwhelmed his brain and his body had gone into full shutdown like those goats that fall over when they get frightened. He also seems completely baffled by the fact that he's never seen Bella Thorne's character before, which is pretty odd. I couldn't tell you who lives four doors down from me and I've lived here for over 20 fucking years. Why would he think he should know her? The only people who keep tabs on the people in the area are fucking murderers. Not only that, but Thorne seems to find being left off this serial killer-esque list of girls in the area quite charming and begins to go out with him. The fuck is she thinking? He's clearly crazy. A few scenes later and Schwarzenegger suggests that the two of them go on a little boat ride together. If this was real life, then that boat ride would have ended with him kicking her out towards the horizon as the sun comes up and he masturbates over his ability to play fucking God. Midnight Sun is so desperate in its attempts to make you cry though that it tries every trick in the cheap manipulation of an audience book to do it. I'd say I'm pretty jaded to this kind of thing because of how obvious it is. However, when I saw this film at the cinema, there was one woman who began to have a full-blown mental breakdown during the final half hour. She had about nine kids with her, and even they didn't seem to fall for the way that the film was cynically using an illness to tell a cheesy story about an unconvincing romance. At the point that I was starting to wonder if I should get the crying lady a tinfoil blanket and a cup of tea, one of her children sat the furthest from her, stood up, climbed over all of its siblings, and went to give her a hug. Or at least that's what I thought was happening. But actually, the kid just leaned down to steal the woman's chocolate bar and drink before returning back to his own fucking seat. I can only therefore assume that the woman was simply crying over her own shit life, having raised a thieving hive of brats because the film was actually a piece of shit. Bella Thorne's character's name is actually Katie Price, who UK audiences will know as being the real name of the ex-supermodel Jordan. I know it's not my place to pass comments on another person's physical appearance either, but Jordan basically looks like if Barbie doll was crossed with that elephant's foot thing in fucking Chernobyl. If you don't know who Jordan is, then I'd avoid googling her as she once had a porno tape leak that was like watching a cheap training video for a wannabe butchers. But if there's one positive thing I can say about Midnight Sun, it's that it's now officially the Katie Price film that's caused me to be the least sick in my own fucking mouth. If you're into all of that fault in our stars crap, then maybe you'll like this film too, but right now I generally just feel like I'd previously been a little too critical with Scott fucking Eastwood. Thanks for listening motherfuckers and see you next time.